Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and first with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, in every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Kimberly Don Guerrero with us today. She's an actress who stars as Victoria in the upcoming Ion Holiday movie, Dog Nap. Hound for the Holidays, which is set to premiere on November 27th. She has also appeared in the hit comedy Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, and on hit shows such as Blackish, American Horror Story, Two Broke Girls, How I Met Your Mother, and CSI New York. And we're excited to have her on. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Thank you welcome. so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you both. Same here. Same here. You know, I always like to start the show, kind of say, I'll mm -hmm. probably change this direction next, next year. year but for now <laughs> we're still here as you know a last couple of years has been rough for a lot of people but especially yes. in entertainment so oh, how did it affect you this whole pandemic and what have you done to maneuver through that craziness well at the beginning of the pandemic i'm sure you've heard my business completely shut down oh, wow. so at first it was a culture shock where i was like i don't know what to do with myself because i was so used to being so busy and going on auditions and working so at first i was one of those people that kind of uh just read watch tv like it's gonna end and then when i realized this isn't gonna end anytime soon i got into a new virtual acting class because nothing was live in person and then slowly auditions started to come back um everything though has changed since the pandemic yeah. Yeah. i used to go in person and read with casting directors and producers and writers and now everything is virtual so mm. it's world. I'm, I'm completely used to it now and I actually kind of like it because LA traffic is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> well. And you know, the, the thing that that helped on was too, now it's probably a catch mm -hmm. 22 for people yes. who live in LA, but people who don't, now they can compete with everybody because, you know, you don't yes. have to be in LA for the original yes. audition. And it's kind of nice because if I'm out of town, either working on a project or traveling, I don't miss out on opportunities, which I really mm -hmm. like do it for everywhere. And I was talking to someone the other day um, that doesn't live in LA and they've never been able to live in LA before. And um, they weren't able to make the move out here. And they're like, yeah. I can audition yeah. and like get in front of people for the first time. So yeah. it really yeah. opened the landscape, you know, for a lot of people to get into the acting business. Which I and it's really cool. helped the film mm -hmm. industry because now they're, they have talent that they never had before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like even for people that have been in the industry for a long time, like I have, Mm -hmm. It opens up mm -hmm. more doors because casting directors can see more people now in a day. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, instead of, right. you know, we can see this many people in your office. Oh, you can send a self-tape in and we can see yeah. such like, a broader array of people. So, I mean, I, I like it. I don't mind working from home and like taping and doing Zoom from home. Again, I don't have to sit mm -hmm. in traffic. So. <laughs> and of course, now it's open a door where if opportunities in other states, you don't have to go there right now. Yeah, which <laughs> just recently taken advantage of, which is great. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to become an actress? But I always, I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career? Okay, so people have trouble believing this because I'm very outgoing. I talk a lot, but I was a very introverted little kid. <laughs> well, my, my mom put me in a dance class to try to get me out of my shell because I was the type of little kid that would hide behind my mom. I didn't oh, talk. Wow. I was very like shy and sensitive. So they put me in a dance class at about five years old. And um, every dance class for like a little kid has a recital at the end of the year. Yes. And my friends were like, this is going to be a nightmare. She's not going to get on stage. She's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, the acting, like, or not the acting teacher, the dance teacher brings little kids on stage and they're like, oh my God, she's on stage. Not only did I like perform with everybody, I got in front of everybody in my class and like oh, let wow. perform mm -hmm. it. My parents were like, okay, like this is different. So then they put me in dance classes and I just started coming out of my shell and I started singing and I joined oh, wow. a children's performing group in my hometown of Tucson, Arizona, where mm -hmm. we it was really cute. Is that it's a nonprofit performing group. It's called Kids Unlimited. We performed at nursing homes, like local functions, um, holiday events, and the the only place that I ever felt like the most myself and at home as a little kid was when I was performing. So it oh, kind wow. of oh, clicked yeah. then. And then I, I came out of my shell as I got older. Obviously, you can't be shy to be an actress. <laughs> And we're like, <laughs> yes. like, yeah, and then I booked a. I went to like a national like open call and booked my first voiceover job at like eight years old. So I started working professionally like in voiceover at a really young age. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> you know, I've known some public speakers that when you talk to them, they're actually shy. They said they don't like people. That, yeah. You know that that when they come off that stage, they do their thing. Yeah. And good at it, and it's it's what they were called to do. But when they come off that stage, they they're like that's, that's how I was as a little kid. It's like something clicked in me, and I it it was when I felt the most at home. And even to this day, like I mean, I'm not shy anymore, but I do feel most at home when I'm performing for people. Like uh, I I, I just I love to entertain. I feel like that was my calling. That's mm -hmm. like when I was um in high school. I remember um if I had to stand up and give an oral book report, I took an F. He okay. was not putting me on that. And I thought I was shy back then. But when I met her, we met online. And when she flew down here to see me um, um, for the first time um, back in 2002, uh, you know, you could tell the shyness in her. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. It's hard if to believe, folks. You guys have a podcast. I'm like, you sit here and talk to people all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We've done like 600 interviews now. And, and what's so. funny is... Um, when we first launched this show, we launched as an audio podcast only, not video. We did the first year. And yeah. she told me, okay, I'll do this show with you. But whatever you do, I, don't ever ask me to do video because I won't do it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then October of 2020, we end up, um, she come to me and she says, do you think our show would do better video? And we've been doing video ever since. Yes. I love that though. I love being able to connect when I connect, like when you can actually see people to connect with them. I think yes. it is it's, it's so much better. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of people they see glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to build any career within entertainment. And I always like to talk about that because I think sometimes that's kind of glossed over. So when people jump into this career, they don't realize the rejections they're going to get, the put downs they're going to get, just everything that's involved. So take us back and tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get to where you are today. Well, I, I was very fortunate because when I was 17, I met my manager. I went wow. to a, I went to a um, talent showcase competition in New York City where I like sing, dance, act, um, got to do all of that. And um, I actually met my manager that I'm still with today, huh. which is amazing. Uh -huh. I did not come out to LA like blonde because I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have a little bit of direction. I like to call her yeah. back manager because she would give me direction and you know I got my first agent through her and all of that because when you first move out 
to LA and I moved out a little later. I didn't move at 17. I moved after, after school. But when I, when I moved out and I don't, I had a little bit of direction with her because it is so difficult um, to break into the industry. First of all, I think now it's a little bit easier than when I did because there's, you know, you can create your own content. You could have yep. a YouTube mm-hmm. channel and get out there. YouTube's a game changer. YouTube and yeah, TikTok. Yes. When I started, it was nothing like that. I mean, headshots were still like in black and white. Back in like the oh, early wow. headshots were in black and white and you they sent your resume to agents. Like nothing was online. Yeah. Um, none of that. So I don't know how I would have gotten started if I didn't kind of, and, and people do, but I kind mm-hmm. of had a good direction. But then once I moved out, you know, reality hit that like, okay, you can have an agent, you can have a manager, but now you're in this really big pool of actors and really talented people. You can be the most per- talented person in your hometown, but LA or New York or Atlanta, which is a huge market is filled with um, talented people from every single hometown across the country and yeah. across the world. Yeah. So I had to learn really early on that you will hear no more than you will hear yes. Mm-hmm. And the beginning, the rejection was hard, but I think I have sustained a career in this business because I just don't take it personally. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody's going to like you. Um, you're not going to be right for every project and that's okay. Like anything that was meant for you is not going to pass you by. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the newest project you got coming. Okay, so I have um, a holiday movie, Dog Napped, A Hound for the Holidays. It is premiering on Ion TV, and it is a Christmas movie, a dog movie, a suspense, a love story. So I play a really fun character. Her name is Victoria Frost, and she is a egotistical social media <laughs> famous uh, person who, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, deals with a little bit of a scandal. So she goes to her assistant. Um, Emily, played by my co-star Sarah Ball's hometown of Plattsburgh um, for the holidays to get out of the limelight. And um, there's a little bit of fish out of water in this hometown. She's like a big city girl, um, just completely oblivious to everything that goes on. She's really (laughs) But um, so she goes to her home, um, her assistant Emily's hometown to escape the scandal and scandal seems to follow her and her dog gets dog napped. Oh, oh. oh wow. So um the movie is all about trying to get this dog back. There's love story, there's suspense, there's a little bit of a twist. So it was it was really fun to play her. When I got her, I was like, okay, this character is kind of mean. And I'm like, how do I make her, you know, not like how do I like bring life to her? But I found so much comedy in this character because she's just so out of touch with reality. It <laughs> yeah. Really it was really fun to play. And there is nothing, I mean, I, I love Christmas movies. Oh, I, I love them too. It, mm-hmm. it, it yes. this, so this is not only a Christmas movie, it's also a dog story. So oh, that's it awesome. is a really wonderful um, holiday movie for the whole family. Oh, that we can't awesome. wait to see it. Now, we talked a little bit about the, some of the sacrifices mm-hmm. and struggles. Tell us some of the wow moments you've had. What are a few moments where you're like, wow, that actually happened? Or wow, I did that. Um, so many, I mean, working on shows, like I remember when I booked How I Met Your Mother and I got to work with Neil Patrick Harris and I'm filming in front of a live studio audience and Mm -hmm. I've had moments like that where, and it's just like, what am I doing here? Like, (laughs) you know, how did this happen? But definitely with like a lot of hard work and sacrifice. And I mean, Mm -hmm. in, in uh, dog napped, I get to work with Vivica Fox Oh, wow. And she, oh, wow. she's amazing. She's she, like the first day we started filming, I'm filming a scene with her. And every time I film with somebody that I 
in the business world right now, I'm just like, I am just so honored to be working with you. And I learned something from everybody that I've always worked with. So I come mm -hmm. at it with a new skill or some great advice. <laughs> Love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see um, you, but they don't see the team around you. In our opinion, teams never get any love. They don't. On our show, they get a little love. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I have the most incredible, first of all, my family and my husband mm -hmm. are my entire support system. And the reason why I feel like I can do what I'm doing today, they're like, They've, they've been there for me since the beginning. And I have an amazing manager, um, Deborah Lynn Finden with Discover Management, amazing agent. And then just all of the incredible like casting directors that I've worked with in this business and writers like on, on the movie Dognap, like we had the most incredible crew as well. Our director, Fred Olin Ray, and just like the most incredible mm -hmm. makeup and wardrobe and crew. There's so much that goes into filming a movie. Yeah. And these holiday, these holiday movies, people don't realize they shoot really fast. We shoot them in about two weeks. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. So I didn't know it. Yeah. entire movie in about, you know, 14, two to three weeks they shoot. So 14 plus days. So you're working 12 to 14 hour days with Man. everybody on set. Oh, and it's, it's such a team effort <clears> to, <throat> make, to make a movie happen or to make a TV show happen. Yeah. So by the time you get to the end, you're probably so worn out. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I, the last movie was so fun. I didn't want it to end because there's so, something so magical about filming a movie. Like if I could film like Christmas movies year after year, I feel like I would be com complete. I'm like, can I just do <laughs> can I just can I just do Christmas movies all the time? It was so, so magical. It's funny too because you know, people watch the movie and you know, you're watching it during the holidays and it's cold. So we shot in the middle of the summer in LA mm -hmm. during a 108 mm -hmm. degree heat wave. Wow. Oh, so wow. Talking about like the team that makes this all happen. So my character, Victoria, wears a faux, faux, faux fur coat in a lot of the movies. Oh. I'm in 108 degrees. And the minute that I'm not filming, I'm makeup and hair, hair and everybody in wardrobe is there to like, you know, help fan you and like help touch yeah. your makeup. I mean, we were sweating through our makeup in 108 degrees, but I'm sure you will not see it on <laughs> we look, we look we're filming in the middle of you know winter a christmas movie so there's just everybody that's behind the camera and even when a movie's done like everyone that is in post-production like the, the work doesn't stop mm -hmm. like it continues so um yes you may see actors like on the screen but there's so many people behind a movie that you don't even see their their jobs are just as important if not more important than mine so what's harder filming when it's really hot or filming when it's really cold so I'm from Arizona originally, so I can handle the heat. <laughs> I can handle the heat. So I'm going to say hot, but I did just get back from a trip to Iceland and I did really well there and it was really cold. So I was like, okay, I think it just, you have to dress appropriately. But yeah, I, I personally do <laughs> warm weather than cold weather, just growing up with that Arizona blood. Yeah, you, you know, that's like for me, you know, I've always been from Georgia and the South and all that. And that's going to be my hardest part is when we move to Nashville, we're actually going to have all four seasons yes. <laughs> and, you know, and we're going to have a winter and a real winter. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah. although it's, it'll, it'll be cool for the maybe snow yes. a couple of times a year, but I am a summer person. So that's going to be the <laughs> hardest part for me. I am too, but I love seasons. So that's exciting. That's so great about Nashville. Like I, I, lo I love, I love Nashville. Yeah. Cause Savannah don't have seasons. We have, <laughs> right. It's either really hot 
or then yeah. it gets or a little bit cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe just LA. Like we, it's a very windy day today, and I, this is our winter. There's a little bit of wind. It's like you know, yeah. sixty some <laughs> degrees. We're freezing though. Like I went to the grocery store, and people were wearing gloves. So. Oh wow! <laughs> like we don't do well out here. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our we little ten-year-old boy that we bring on, yes. ask a couple questions. Oh my so god! Sandy's gonna go get him. I'll get. Oh my it. gosh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> and while we're waiting on him, after dog nap, what's kind of next for you? Um. So I have a movie in post-production called Deadly Draw. I actually wow. filmed it. Um, with Ed Asner. It was one of his last movies. We've had him on the show before okay. he passed. Okay. Yeah. We actually filmed it during the pandemic. So it's still in post-production. And then I've got some exciting stuff coming up in 2023. I just can't talk about okay. it yet. Hopefully soon. You know, we had him on. Um, what's funny is we actually reached out for um, the Victor Newman from Young and the Restless. And although the agent couldn't give us him, he was like, I, can, I got another client I'd like to put on your show. And and he's like, if you would like, and he said, Ed Asner. I'm like, no, we don't want him. I mean, of course. Oh, <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. Legend and the longevity. I mean, the fact that he was still working. I know. And he was a funny guy. And, and yeah. And um, I kind of regret one thing is we did audio. could have did video, but I didn't because I want to make sure everything went right. And at that mm -hmm. time, we was just transitioning and and I didn't want it to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I wish it would have been video, but he was, he was hilarious. Yeah. I, I love like working with legends that have been in the entertainment industry. Hi, how are you? Doing good. I'm All Kimberly. Right, All right. Yes. All right. Hi. So what's your favorite food? <laughs> what was that? What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, chocolate. I have such a sweet tooth. Like I try to eat healthy, nice but pizza. I Yours is pizza? Oh, I, I yeah. love pizza too. <laughs> he'd, he'd eat all day long if we gave it to him. <laughs> That's how I would be with sweets, but that would be very unhealthy. <laughs> What's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Oh, I would say I actually love old comedies. Like I love Lucy. Uh, and I, I love Friends yeah. too. I don't know. I, I love just classic, amazing comedies. Because what's yours? What's My you, SpongeBob. What was your favorite TV show? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Okay, that's a good one. I think everybody watched that growing up. Yes, 100%. 100%. What's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. Um, another like romantic comedy classic. I'd have to go Sleepless in Seattle. You've probably uh, never seen Have you seen it? No. He, he wait, wait, you own it? No, I said he hasn't. Oh, he yeah, hasn't. He yeah, yeah, I was like, before, before your time. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Uh, oh, what's my favorite movie? Um, Dominions. Okay, nice. That <laughs> they, they you, we watched that. Funny, we, we, the newest one, The Rise of Gru, Minions Two. We okay. watched in Nashville at a theater. Okay. Oh my God, Minions is good. It's so cute because my mother-in-law was obsessed with the Minions, so we took her to the movie, and the entire movie, like I watched her because she was just cracking up the entire time. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Oh, thank you so much. Great talking to you. Yeah, he loves to be. He's been on almost every episode, so he loves it. Planning on eventually starting his own little show. Oh, he should 100%. <laughs> so, if you could co star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? 
Oh my gosh. Um, it's so hard to narrow it down because there's so many people I'd love to work with. But I would say I, my dream role would be to um, star in a sitcom. Uh, ah, yeah. So what's I, a show? So what's a show that you've watched or movie that you wish you had a role in? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I was obsessed with Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I, wish oh, yeah. I, I wish I was a part of that. I think that is like the most funny sitcom that they've created. I think since Friends, that's the funniest sitcom. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what's been your hardest role to play? Let me think. Probably working on American Horror Story. Um, I, I was in a lot of uh, full makeup and a mask, and it was a very dark and difficult role to play. I mean, I played a, I played like a, a killer-type character, and I'm not like that at all. So. <laughs> I'm like, I am more like the, like the you know, like Christmas movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely like more, of a, more of a gritty lip role. Like, I love doing drama, but I mean, I am most comfortable when I'm working on like comedies or like romantic comedies mm -hmm. or... You know, since that one was difficult, what did you learn about yourself through that role? Um, that I can play villain characters as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess in uh, Dognaft, my character is a little bit of a villain because she's kind of egotistical and stuff, but like, mm -hmm. you know, like a Christmas movie villain. It's yeah, yes, but it's still a villain. Also, I can't watch anything scary, I get scared so easily. So I've worked on some horror movies in the past, American Horror Story, and I can't even watch them. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, know, I know it's like make-believe because I'm like, I worked on it. But I, once they put the music and like everything together. Oh, like, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so what's been your most fun role? My most fun role? Hmm. Um, I would say I probably had the most fun on Two Broke Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. Working on that show, or or any any of my roles where I filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like I grew up okay. doing theater, so I love getting like working in front of a live. You can audience. play off the audience. It helps. Exactly. So. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> like I hope multi-cam comedies don't go away. Single cam comedies have become more popular these days, but there's still multi-cam comedies in the air, on air. But I just love that classic comedy with like a studio audience. And that's mm -hmm. like um, people I know who are comedians and public speakers and all that. That was their struggle through the pandemic and yes. they were still doing their stuff, but all through camera. Yeah. And they said, it's just different when you don't have that audience. Oh, 100%. That was the weird thing too. When I would send in tapes to casting directors, I was used to going into an office and if I'm reading for a comedy, you know, if you get like a little bit of a laugh or, you know, you sure. get something, you know, that you're, you know. Reaction. you're but if you're, no, you're just, sending something into the universe and there's nobody, you know, my husband might be filming with me or my acting coach and my acting coach will give me good feedback. But if my husband feels with films with me, you know, it's, he's not an actor. And I'm like, was that good? I don't know. <laughs> and see, and if you don't get nothing from it, then you know, okay, I'll throw that part out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, sometimes though, like if he's cracking up and he can't film with me, I'm like, okay, good. Just stop. Like get serious, but let's do this. This is a good one. <laughs> So that yeah, I I see where like comedians that would be very difficult because it's difficult. And even and of course, an artist and all that who sing, you know, like they they've, they've yeah. said too, you know, is they play off the audience, and the yeah. more pumped up the audience is, the more pumped up they are, and vice versa. The more pumped up they are, the more pumped up the audience gets. 100%. And they're like, you know, they sing and do these um, concerts online and all that. They said, but 
it's hard to feel it. Yeah. 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 It just, I, I feed off of that. Like I, that's probably why I love working on multi-can comedies. I feel like feed off like the energy of an audience. So. And, and you know, I think that the pandemic has done one thing, at least for the music industry, where it helped them is we've always had this technology. So I think the future will be, they will do their live shows, but they will also have a setup for their live streams with the live show. So now people yeah. around the world can watch with their live audience. Yes. 100%, which is great. And that's probably future with everything from comedy to anything you do. I wouldn't doubt that that's, they're going to merge that together. Oh yeah. I would think so. Definitely. <clears throat> Make it more fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you want to be in five years? I would love to be a series regular on a sitcom. And I would let oh, another another thing that this is a big like bucket list thing. I would love to voice um, a Disney character. Oh yes, if for like cool. a Disney for like a Disney movie or something like that. I, I would love to do something like that. So I, that's all on my. I'm a big. I'm a big like bucket list person. Like I have a, like a dream board I put together at the beginning of every year, kind of for my goals for the year. It's funny because at the beginning of 2022, the top of my list of what I wanted, you know, to manifest to make happen this year was I said a lead in a Christmas movie. And yeah. I started getting all these auditions for Christmas movies. And I was like, okay, like I put it out there. And then lo and behold, I got a Christmas movie. So I'm like, okay, I'm really going to take this serious from now on. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, so let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that you are a success on a grand scale, bigger than you ever imagined. Um, yes. whatever that looks like for you, you're there. What do you hope along that journey? You never forget who I am. Like I, I never, ever want to change so far. This business has not changed me at all. And I never, ever, ever want to let it change me. Like I am a very family oriented. Like my friends are so important to me. Like I'm just, I want to stay very humble. And I think that I, I the big actors that I have met and worked with that are like humble, I'm so in awe of because I'm like, you have so much success and you didn't let it change you. And I think mm -hmm. that's incredible. And a lot of country, I've met a lot of country music stars too. And they're all like that, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. That's and something that we've noticed is the, that when we have the bigger celebrities on the show is they have this sense of like almost every one of them will tell you, at least from what we've interviewed, um, that their success was a lot of work and a little bit of luck. It's funny, yeah. but the people that are at this, the smaller end, they're like, oh, there's no luck involved. It's all work. No, you know, to get break, take some extra. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to go into any industry and just like luck's not going to happen. You really <laughs> yes. have to work for it. I think it's like maybe 75% hard work and then the 25% is luck. Yeah, it really because is. Like you without the hard work, you wouldn't get the lucky breaks. But then, but then all of a sudden this one door opens up because someone yes. sees the hard work and then that takes you to a whole new level. Yeah. And that's what has been happening to me a lot too. I'll work on a project and then I'll meet somebody, a writer or a director or a producer. And like, you know, it, it definitely like that leads your path in a different direction as well. So I think it's just all about being at the right place at the right time. And I mean, and being prepared hundred <laughs> percent, even during the, during the pandemic, I never stop like learning and working and acting like I worked with my acting coach in the pandemic more than I ever did oh, wow. before. Oh, wow. And I think I grew so much as an actor and, and 
it doesn't even matter what you do, whatever you're doing, never stop working at your craft and learning because you're always going to, you're always going to, you know, be able to go to the next level and get better. Yeah, Because so, if that opportunity does come and you're not prepared then you could lose that opportunity of a lifetime, so to speak. hundred percent. Like, like I've heard before, you know, I would rather be over prepared and not get the opportunity than to get the opportunity and not be prepared. Yes. hundred percent. Like for an actor and you know, you'll get an audition and auditions will come around. And if you're not like keeping up with your craft and like working in an acting class, like you're not going to be on your best game for when that opportunity does come your way, because it's a very competitive industry. And like we were even talking about earlier, it's gotten even bigger because you don't have to be in LA or New York. You can be, you can be in a little town now and audition, which is great, but it also makes it a much bigger, you know, like group of people in the pool of actors. Being that you didn't grow up with social media, how do you think that that's changed the whole acting world? You know, because social media is a big thing now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think people have opportunities now to create their own content, which is amazing and get seen like that. And I know casting directors that have found people off of social media. It like it does happen, you know, and not people just like, you know, not you're not going to probably get found by like posting a picture, but people that are like creating. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. Uh, what are some things that inspire you? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I think I'm most inspired by like the people around me and my family. Like mm -hmm. I just the hard work that like my parents, my parents worked really hard, like our entire life to give my sister and I like a really good life. And I'm inspired by people that work hard. And I'm inspired by people who um, are themselves and like don't change and like stick to who they are as well. Like a mm -hmm. lot of people in this industry, um, you know, you'll try to like, you'll see a lot of people that'll just like try to fit in a certain mold. But I think I'm inspired by people that are individual and like yeah. stay true to themselves. Mm hmm. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, I not only do I act, but I am really big on um, I, I'm a big animal lover. And so I have a rescue dog. So I would really love <laughs> to do a lot more with like, you know, awareness of like adopt, don't shop. And okay, like yeah. Animal welfare and stuff like that. You know, for for the for 15 years we had, I guess you could say an adopted cat. Yeah, she adopted us. She ended up on our porch. And, and what did. was funny is when she we kept coming. It was a yeah, few years after we married, mm -hmm. and she come up. And I didn't like cats really back then. Um, mm -hmm. I like dogs, but cats I would like to pet them, but get them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic, so I can't. <laughs> and, I can't and so, this, so this kitten crawls up on our porch, and she's like, "Can we keep it?" And uh, I was like, "Well." Because it, it went back and forth a couple times for about yeah. a week. And yeah. so I was like, well, if it comes back, it we'll bring it in. Food. And if it'll use the litter pan, I'm thinking it won't. Then mm -hmm. we'll keep it. And yeah. we it come back and it comes a door and she lets them in. And it went straight to the litter pan. <laughs> yes, she did. So, <laughs> so we had it for 15 years. Oh, yeah. And then she, she passed. She just passed fan. away last, last year, wouldn't Two years two, ago. Two years yeah, ago. December two, two years ago. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I, I have a rescue dog. I got him from an incredible organization, LA. Um, and uh, he was actually, they found him like wandering the streets for like three weeks. Oh, wow. Like, oh, wow. No, 
know anything. And he's just like the most incredible, like loving dog, you know, gave him a second home, a second chance. And I just think that like rescue animals make the most amazing like pets and members of the family. Like just there's so many, and there's so many dogs in shelters that like need homes. It's really funny because my character in this movie, she doesn't do well with animals. <laughs> she was really difficult for me because we have, okay, so one of our stars in our movie is a, a dog, obviously. His name is Falcor. He's an animal actor. He oh, is probably wow. the most professional um, person on our, our entire set. Like, he never missed a line. He never missed a cue. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult because my character, like, she has a dog, but she's not great with animals. And it was so oh, okay. I had to act that way. And then in between, like, you know, every take, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. Like, can I take you home? <laughs> and then you got to pretend you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Victoria has a dog, but if you watch the movie, you will see she's not, she's not the best with animals. So that was kind of, yes. that was not like me at all for the character. Cause I was <laughs> like uncomfortable holding him. And then like, they would call cut and I'd be like, oh my God. So the dog was probably really confused. Cause it's like, does she yes. like me? Does she not like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's really fun because I love animals too. It was so cool to work on a Christmas movie and an animal movie. So yes. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? It came from my grandpa, and he said, "Never be late." Oh, that's good. And that was instilled in me at a very young age. And I will never be late for a meet. I mean, sometimes circumstances can happen, but I will never right. be. Late said I'll never be late to a meeting. I like I'll never be late because I think showing up and being punctual and like on time is such an amazing, like, I don't know, it's a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. And he just and positivity too. Like he was just the most positive person like I ever met. He was like, don't be late, you know, stay positive, you know, stay humble, like all of that. So mm -hmm. definitely that. <laughs> so as we close out here, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do? If you feel like it is your calling to be an actor and you feel like that is the only thing that is like that you're supposed to do in this world, like go for it. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. Like, yeah. and now, and you don't have to be a certain mold anymore to be an actor. Like back in the day, you know, actors may have looked a certain way, but now the acting industry is so big and so broad that there is a space for everybody. Yeah. So there's so many things from Netflix to right. so regular things. I mean, so many outlets yeah. now compared to it was years ago. Yes. But if you do want to be an actor and know that it's not just about like getting, you know, getting to work in TV and film, but it, there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Mm -hmm. So be prepared to know that you have to dedicate pretty much everything to it. You know, I've known people that are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like dabble in acting. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> doesn't work like that. But if you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, and also if you don't have any connections or don't know how to get an agent, make your own content, create your own content. There's an entire world out there to be artistic and like get noticed, you know, especially with social media. Yeah, because YouTube's a great place where I've seen, I've seen a lot of people that, that they just create little acting things, a little two to five minute little things. And, and TikTok and, now too. Yeah. Yep, oh, and yes, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. And and I think for YouTube, um, YouTube is probably gonna follow TikTok on their as you know, their shorts are like one minute long, but mm -hmm. you know, TikTok just moved it to three. I think YouTube will probably eventually move it to three. But so, now I think I see read something that TikTok's moving it to 10 minutes now. Okay. Wow, that's different. <laughs> That'll be I, I guess they're trying it's funny, TikTok and YouTube are trying to fully compete with each other, I think. 
Yeah, probably. And in Instagram too now. I mean, you can create original content in that with reels. Yeah, because well. mm -hmm. the reels are great. Yeah. Yeah, but I think social, like media, social media can be a great platform. Like sometimes social media gets a bad rap, you know, because there can be negativity and stuff like that with it. But I think as long as you have a good balance, like it can be a great platform to create. Yeah, because again, like you said, you could be from any small town and get found and that would have never happened 20 years ago. Never. You would have had to even talk five years ago. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. When I moved to LA, um, it was either LA or New York. Atlanta wasn't even a thing at the time. Now Atlanta's a big market, but, mm -hmm. and now you don't Nashville's even know. starting to move in there a little bit too. Now. I know. I know. <laughs> so recently for something. Yeah. It, it, they really are. So it's, I mean, it's expanded. And, and again, you can, you can live anywhere when you film, if you book something, I mean, you, you might have to. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's time to, especially if you get that recurring role, then you have to kind of move. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was nothing like that when I first started, it was like, okay, pack up the car. Where are you going to go? So I came out West closest to Arizona. So. Love that. <laughs> so tell everybody how they can find you. So I'm on Instagram at it's Kimberly Dawn. And I'm on TikTok, TikTok too. I, I'm kind of newer to TikTok, so definitely on Instagram. Yeah. But I do have a TikTok, and TikTok is it's Kimberly Dawn as well. Awesome, awesome. You know, we really enjoyed having we you today, did. and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great chatting with you today. Same I'm here. Same here. Thank you for your time. You have a great Thank day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye.